This is Appreciate Life. My biggest wall to get through, to get to where I'm at now is unworthiness. Like I had from my childhood to now, this feeling like I just was never enough in anything that I did. And so now that I'm past that, it's like I can do whatever. There's nothing to ever stop me. Just remember, whatever you choose to do, you're worthy to do it. Like it's yours. You thought that so you can create it. And whatever you create is going to be amazing because you made it. You got this, bro. No need to even overthink Ask me how I'm doing and I'll say I'm feeling great today Ask me how I'm doing and I'll say I'm feeling great today yeah. I ain't worried about no other days Ask me how I'm doing and I'll say I'm grateful for today Welcome to Appreciate Life. You guys can call me Nick. Uh, so today I have a very special guest. My first time experiencing anything with this person was, I believe, 2017. You were DMing people to meet them and get to know them and stuff like that in the city. But due to me being an introvert, that did not happen on my end. But you did meet up with Raymond. And he told me that you guys had great conversation. You were great to be around. And just that the energy that you carried, he really appreciated it. And then from my side, it was when I came to your business, your place of work, when you did your first work on me. And I could just tell the passion that you had behind it and just sincerity. And it was a place and energy that I wanted to be around. And I really appreciate it. My bones popping and feeling better. <laughs> that does not tell you who this is. I have Dr. Jordan Burns is our special guest today. How's it going, man? Good, man. It was, uh, yeah, that was a fun time. I was just talking about that with my wife yesterday of like the timeline of everything that's happened. Cause something it was, so it was August, 2018 was whenever okay. I started that. And I was like, man, I hadn't even started like my Instagram when that first happened. That's wild. So much has changed in almost, you know, coming up on two years. That was one of the things that Raymond had mentioned when we were kind of discussing, when I was bringing you on was that he was just so amazed at how well you've handled change throughout your life from where he's seen when he met you to where you're at now. Yeah, man. I, uh, I've been reading, I'm reading a book currently that is hitting the nail on the head of like how my life has changed and progressed. It's just talking about like visualization and like getting a clear image of like what you want and what you visualize and it like manifesting into reality. Yeah. And it's what, uh, what book? Uh, the book's called know who the fuck you are. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> Definitely adding that to the list. It is, uh, <laughs> So, I mean, you just talk like you just complimenting me about like coming into the office and like the stuff you liked about the chiropractic profession. It's actually, it's by a chiropractor that you would absolutely love. He is definitely like In the, the numero uno chiropractor I look up Dope. to. That's awesome. Yeah. His name is Dr. Brett Jones. He's in Oakland, California, and he's the man. Very dope. Very dope. Yeah. So, today we're going to be talking about commitment and consistency. So on your two-year journey from that 2018 time to now, what are some of the, I would say, the hard spots, or I call them grow points, that you feel like really helped you be okay with the change, that helped you stay committed? Uh, so it actually probably started early 2018 was what kind of was the paradigm shift for me before I even started Instagram or started social media or started self-development mm -hmm. my dad my dad had a heart attack we've talked about this i don't think we have mm -mm. okay so uh my dad had a heart attack january 2nd of 2018 and that was 
the paradigm shifting moment in my life. He, he's mm-hmm. alive, but he was in the hospital for six days and I had just not had, well, I actually have had a friend pass away before. Um, ironically too, the date that he got in a car accident is our due date for our baby now, which gotcha. is kind of wild for the dates to line up oh, like yes. that. Um, but yeah, when dad had the heart attack, it was just kind of the first time where I was forced to deal with my inner work and like deal with my emotions. It was the first time I'd ever, so I went to a counselor after he had a heart Mm -hmm. attack and it was the first time I had actually talked about stuff Yeah, because I, like I had just never opened up, talked about my feelings, talked about my emotions and realized how important that was. So that was definitely the first thing. Um, and then I've, I went through two two relationships, two breakups mm-hmm. since or before I was met my wife, and I'd say those two were two trying times as well. Definitely. Um, I had a car accident at the beginning of last year, and broke up with that girl a couple of days after that. So it was just like bang, bang, oh, bang, wow. and then yeah. at our office was a lot of drama and there's a lot of stuff going on like with people's personal lives around that time too there's just a lot no that yeah, kind of it happened like it. it at one time and this is only just like a year ago really um and i just dove into reading i i never liked reading books i my freshman year of high school actually i failed my like first six weeks i think because i because i didn't do the accelerated reader quizzes or whatever i would like have i was an athlete so i would like have people take tests for me and and i just i hated reading i I didn't want to do it at all and i mean i've i've never read more in my life and for i don't remember where it came from or how it got brought to me but i read the obstacle is the way by ryan Ryan holiday Mm -hmm. book about stoicism and now he's like my favorite author i've read like all of his books um Very dope. but that is definitely the the paradigm shifting book mm. because it's just understanding that you know all trials and tribulations can turn into triumph like no matter what like my dad having a heart attack was the best thing that ever happened to me because yeah. it was the first time that i went to open up and talk about my feelings every breakup that i've went through i've learned something about myself you know this pandemic that we're going through right now is I told I told this to Kayla, I think yesterday or the day before. Like it's weird to say, but minus my dad's heart attack, this pandemic is the best thing that has ever Dude. happened to me. <laughs> like yeah. I I, I have agree. never been on such a level of productivity. Like you I mean this this show's episode is, you know, commitment and what was the other word? Commitment and consistency. Consistency. And I have never been so committed <laughs> and consistent since That's this awful. thing happened. I mean, I've been up at five AM every single day, like just putting in work and it's been awesome and it feels good doesn't it like it feels like i'm doing my life's purpose like i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing with my life so no i can definitely relate so one thing you were just saying about uh turning those situations into triumph that's one thing that we kind of talk about is the aspect of taking accountability for what you choose to give your energy to because a lot of people can be in that situation and they'll tend to spiral because the energy around them is spiraling and so they don't take accountability for themselves so they just fall in and spiral with it and so what was there anything that led you to the book that got you to not fall within that same spectrum that most people fall into? Or was it just like a will thing of like, you were just like, I don't want to be like this. I want to move to something else. 
man, that is such a long, like, I feel like there's, I feel like there's so many aspects to that. Um, so when I, you know, when dad had the heart attack, when I went to a counselor for the first time, I, what I got out of that was, yes, I need to open up about my feelings. You know, a lot of it was, you know, I failed in so many romantic relationships because I couldn't open up and talk to them and just like communicate. But what it really was, was my relationship with my dad growing up. And so it's always back to like some kind of conditioning or always back to something with your parents. And we had this stereotypical small town, father, son sports relationship. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he was super hard on me, told me he was proud of me twice growing up. Like we have a fine relationship. Like I love my dad. We talk, but growing up, it, it was funny. I was actually talking with my friends about this recently. Like I was the kid that had that weird relationship with their dad. You know, like you see that on movies and TV yeah. shows. And I was like, I was that kid. Like, that's what my friends think of me. Like, I was a kid that after a football game or a basketball game, I would go to my friend's house because my dad would be too mad at me to Got like you. talk if we lost yeah. or something like that. <laughs> and it sucked because mm-hmm. obviously, like, you want that love, that affection, Definitely. whatever. But it's the, like, I'm so grateful. It's the number one reason that I'm like a driven, motivated person. Yeah. Because I was consciously trying to seek his approval and him to say i'm proud of you and him to say i love you and now i don't need that from anybody but i still but i still have yeah that drive um did that freedom. answer your question no you, did, no you did good that was perfect that was perfect <laughs> and no yeah dude that freedom and realizing that you don't need anything from anyone ever is just like now i know i can be everything for everybody because yeah. I don't need anything for anyone. There's nothing that anybody can do to make me anything else that I can't do myself. Because I did. I uh, I had a conversation with my dad. Like after, after counseling, like I actually yeah. had one with him. And it was just me getting it off my chest. He didn't really say much. I mean, again, you can't like, I don't blame him. I'm not yeah. mad at him. He is his conditioning. He is what my grandpa did to him. So exactly. it's like, I, I can't blame him whatsoever for how he treated me. And I don't know. I think our relationship has definitely gotten a lot better since then. Um, I've given him a few books that I thought like he would benefit from. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah. But that's awesome how the relationship's able to turn around. I can relate to that. My dad and I were not, he did with him that he told me I'm proud of you twice, but he was just really hard on me when it came to basketball. He would be very Mm -hmm. vocal after if I didn't play it to the level that he knew I could play at. Yeah, man. (laughs) It's like, it's crazy that I realized how much of my journey like that affected everything else that I did. And it wasn't until I started on my own work was like, okay, it's my self-worth because I was trying so hard to get that consistently. And it's just, oh, if I don't get something consistently done, then if I don't do it right the first and second time, oh man, all this other stuff. And it's just getting rid of those or deprogramming all that in your life. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Totally. But now we're great. That's like my best friend. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's amazing what, uh, I don't know. I've talked about this with Kayla too, because we're, we're 20 weeks pregnant now um, mm-hmm. with a little girl. And just like talk to Kayla and my mom about it of, you know, how do you do both? Yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how do you instill this like blue collar, hard work ethic but also like love the shit out of your kids. hundred <laughs> percent. And I'm, I'm most excited for my dad to see me be a parent. That's a dope perspective. I like that. That's awesome, man. Very so. cool. So I want to jump a little bit to the chiropractic work that you do. Yeah. 
And the reason being is because, like I said uh, in the beginning of the episode, when you did your work on me, like I could feel you as you did it. And so that was something that really stood out to me. And so what is your chiropractic work to you? Like, how do you view that? Uh, yeah, I love this. <laughs> um, so I was doing some some breath work once and I just got into like this space where I was, I could visualize people as basically like what you would see in a museum of their brain with their spinal cord and like the nerve roots going out mm -hmm. and thinking and thinking about like the concept of like grounding yeah. and seeing people extensions of the earth's nervous system basically. So like for me, it's not only that when I'm adjusting somebody, I'm connecting and helping their nervous system function better. I'm connecting them with, you know, a bigger power than any of us can comprehend or understand. Oh yeah. And actually recently I got this little tattoo. It's a lightning bolt. Nice. Um, and so there's a concept in chiropractic called deliver lightning. Mm -hmm. So it's basically like, so an adjustment's called a HBLA manipulation. So high velocity, low amplitude. Okay. So basically like a quick uh, like a jolt adjustment yeah. yeah um so it's like delivering a jolt to specifically like the atlas or the upper bone of your neck and connecting okay. like your brain to your nervous system so like for me when i'm with somebody especially like i viewed this tattoo on my wrist before i ever got it mm -hmm. and always thinking like especially when i'm adjusting somebody of like being in that present moment so like for me you, you've been adjusted by me we have that flexion distraction mm -hmm. table where it opens up and it's like stretching out your spine yeah so you don't know you don't see this, but when right before I turn the table off, I like step behind the table, like at the foot of the table and just take a deep breath and just like fully become aware and like present in that moment of like, okay, I imagine like there's literally just this like bubble around me and this person. Mm -hmm. So I press the table off and then it's just like, I'm being fully present and aware, like with this person at that time. Cause like, you do notice like people's when I'm taking a patient history, people's emotional state is probably the number. I can't say the number one factor because there's a lot of repetitive and like habits yeah. that people do every time, but like emotional health is a huge factor into why people are coming into the office, especially oh, yeah. through, especially through this pandemic. I've noticed it a lot more of, I've started asking the question in a new patient eval, like what's, how would you rate your stress zero to yeah. 10 and seeing where that manifests in somebody's body. Definitely. How, what have you seen from that? That sounds really interesting too. Uh, I just feel like I've seen a lot more upper back and neck issues. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Very cool, man. Because when people are working at home and just stressed out because we're in a time that we've never experienced before. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I would say, uh, what are, like, even with your chiropractic work, like we all have days to where we don't want to do this. Do you, I mean, do you have days like that to where you're like, ah, I'm not sure if I want to get up today and go knock this out. I'd rather stay in bed. No. <laughs> and so you I, would, so you would say that you're operating in your passion. Like this is what, this is me. This is what I choose to do and what I want to do. And I go truly, do it. Truly. I don't like, so I was just, just talking yeah. So I'm taking a vacation <laughs> at the end of June and it's pretty well just cause like Kayla, deserves and wants to go on a vacation we never got it we got married the weekend before the pandemic yeah. so like we haven't went on a honeymoon we're pregnant now we're going on like a baby moon it's like my birthday <laughs> june june 30th so we're going okay. for my birthday too um but like i do i don't do the best with like actually taking vacations because like i'm not trying to escape things like so many mm -hmm. things in our lives people are using to just like escape like I stopped drinking alcohol in september as more of like a social <sighs> experiment oh, no. i want i wanted to just kind of see like 
you know, what if, and now, especially through this pandemic that I haven't done, it's been like eight months now. Yeah, dude. I don't think I'm ever going to go back. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't see why I would. All I know is that, and I forget, maybe it was even you that was talking about that when you first came in, I can't remember, but it was talking about alcohol, basically like cut your antenna. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I think I was telling you that I started because I back 2018, August 2018 was my last time. Okay. So I haven't yeah. since then. So no, yeah, I think that was. Yeah. And dude, I feel that. I, uh, cause there's just no point. It's again, you, you trying to escape something. I mean, sure. Some people do it socially and it's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine in moderation, but I, I don't know. I just don't see myself ever going back. And I would say that's one thing I kind of learned about me being on this journey. And I'm wondering if it's the same for you as I've progressed in my mental awareness it's like certain things that I would go to before don't serve me anymore. And it's like, I lose the desire to even be a part of that. Cause it's just like, for what I would say, I just finished up a five day fast. And when I went and ate, <laughs> when I went and ate the first thing, I had a Qdoba, but I had queso on top. And throughout the fast, I felt the most amazing I ever felt operating off about four hours. Like I'm talking about just feeling like Superman. And when I ate that, I literally felt my face get congested and just all my body gets so heavy. And it was like, okay, well, this happens to me when I eat this. But when I had my smoothie, nothing happened to me. So that lets me know that, hey, I got to stay away from this and gravitate more towards this. And it's yeah. like, this doesn't serve me anymore. And I don't want to put, why would I be less of myself? If yes. I know that this is going to make me be less of myself, why would I turn to that? I love myself. And, and loving ourselves means us going to be our, our best us. And it sounds like that's what you're doing with uh, your chiropractor work. Because like you said, you're not trying to escape. You know what you're doing. You gave yourself the purpose and you're doing it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, totally. Dude, that's so funny. I, I forget if I, if we talked about this story, I've, I did a one day fast. So I, yeah, we, I did, we did it on Instagram. I did, I've done intermittent fasting. Like uh, I did it for about a year at the end of 2018, beginning of 2019. And it was the best I've ever felt, honestly. Yeah. I was training. I was training for a couple half marathons, so I, I lost like twenty pounds. That was inevitably why I stopped, just because I'm six two and I didn't want to be like super skinny. Yeah. Um. But it was I'd never done just like a full day fast. One, it wasn't difficult to just do twenty four hours. So I am looking forward to doing more. Oh, yeah. But two, dude, I I feel like I have never I haven't felt that good in a really long time. It was really weird how it was just like this was just one day of yeah. me just drinking water. I mean, I drink right under two gallons of water yeah. and you know, I normal normally have that lull after lunch, normally mm -hmm. have that lull after dinner. And like, I mean, I wake up at five every day. So by nine or 10 o'clock at night, I'm passed out on the couch. Like I'm yeah. done. And I had sustained energy the entire day. I was just like, this is, I was telling Kayla and she's like, why are you being so weird? And I was just like, I don't know. Cause I can't like, there's just something to do this fasting stuff. It is man. See, so this is, this is my personal theory. So I'll put that out there, but pretty much the food that we eat doesn't really serve us. It, yeah. Our body has to go away from working at its optimal level to handle what we just ingested. And because of that, we deal with like the itis or when people get tired after they eat. And I always, I always thought about it as, even as a little kid, it was like, if food is your energy source, why do I get tired after I eat? That doesn't really make, and that never really made much sense to me. And so that was always something I was just like, oh. And now that I'm like really deep into fasting, it's like, oh, I see it now. Like I don't need to eat as much as I thought I did. Totally, so dude. I've been well, just adding different stuff. And that's just the thing, like a percent, like it's just stuff we've grown up knowing. You yeah, know? that's it. Like our our nutrition label say based on a two thousand calorie diet. Who said that? What's that based off of? Like dude. Said, everybody doesn't need a two thousand calorie diet. <laughs> 
like there's so many things that have just been ingrained into society forever that it's just like oh these this is what you have to do this is what's real and you're just like well i kind of just realized that i control my reality so a lot of the stuff that i was taught growing up is not what i think it is right and when you think about how you know it takes like eight to ten hours to digest food then why are we eating so frequently (laughs) And why are we eating that if it takes so long for our body to process it? Because right. I, I uh, recently switched my diet a couple of months ago when I was diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome to about 90% cedar fruits. I don't have irritable bowel syndrome anymore. And it was getting away from all that stuff that pretty much has got rid of all the inflammation, all the everything. Like I use CBD oil to get off the doctor medications and all that stuff because it was just. What do you, so what do you, what's a normal day like? What do you, so a normal day for me is I wake up in the morning, uh, get up about 4.45, do my meditation get my CMOS in at about six. I do my CMOS with a Corella. I do diatomaceous earth, which is something that copes the lining of the stomach and actually helps with uh, detoxing it, killing everything that's in there. I use uh, magnesium for nutrient absorption. Then I have, of course, little greens. Then after that, I start my smoothies. So it might be like three kiwis and two mangoes. And I make those for throughout the day. And then um, my lady, She'll make some uh, quinoa, things like that. And I do like quinoa and black beans if I do like regular food. Other than that, I try to stay away from other stuff because even the times where like maybe once every other week or something, I'll do like Joella's chicken strips or something like that. I feel heavy and cloudy and terrible. And it's like, well, I'm not going to keep doing that to myself because I know what the outcome is. That's really cool. It's really interesting too, I think just... I think the biggest thing for people, you know, when talking about diet, talking about nutrition is just being aware, like what we're talking about here, just like, you know, if you're eating something and you don't feel good after, if you, well, I mean, again, that's why you have a hangover when you drink alcohol, but like if you're eating or drinking something and you don't feel good after, you should probably think about, okay, maybe I should avoid what this is if it's not serving me, if it's not positively affecting me. So that's cool, man. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's a, no, go ahead. Our office has every spectrum of diet, and it's really interesting to see, you know, how people's body types have changed, how people's energy levels are, just how they present everything. Um, Because we literally have vegan, pescatarian, keto, a dude that eats like junk, carnivore. Yeah, I remember I, I met that doctor. The one, the carnival one that ate straight uh, grass. Oh, did did he do? Did he, he do the nasal, nasal thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's a uh, well. I've started. And you follow Carnivore MD on? I, I don't. I haven't, but I will. That sounds so, very interesting. Yeah, so he's a medical doctor, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. that does straight carnivore. He's wrote some books on any other podcast on it. Okay, uh, cool. It's really interesting to hear his his side, just because like I feel like definitely now and definitely in mainstream media, you know veganism and vegetarian is like very heavily pushed so it is interesting to see his you know quote-unquote radical side of the spectrum um Mm -hmm. yeah i'm also reading a book right now it's uh it's written by a chiropractor but he's like the og like research-based chiropractor like i don't even know if he actually practices he just like researches everything yeah he's got this book it's actually my backpack right here um i'll let you know when i'm done it's like 600 pages but it's called uh (laughs) live right for your species type and I saw you, you posted on your Instagram before and I was, I was, it looked interesting. Yeah. So once I get to the eat well, I'll let you know what he says. Yes. Like, <laughs> no, I'm very curious. Cause I'm, I'm really curious because it's, that's what he's talking about. He's like, as a human species, like, why are we the most 
biologically adaptable organism on the planet, yet we're the sickest organism exactly. on the yes. planet. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. There, there are so many things that like I become so much more aware of animals. Yes. Like reading a lot of, like I mention this to patients all the time and they're all like, Oh my God, that's such a good point. If you have a dog, and as soon as you get up in the morning, you let that you get that dog up to go to the bathroom. What's the first thing that dog does? It stretches in downward dog. Yep, instantly. Why do we not have that like instinct that. <laughs> to stretch? Yes. To stretch our bodies in the morning. Literally, Lola, every time she'll get in downward dog and then she'll almost like elongate on the floor to like stretch out her spine. No, oh, yeah. Like, I love you so much. <laughs> I, have a, uh, I have a little, I have a little Morky, and every time I get him out the cage in the morning, I hold him like this in my hands, and he'll stretch his whole. And I'm like, we do it every single morning. It's like big stretch, big stretch, and he just his whole body out. It's like, yeah, every single morning, holds me accountable. <laughs> yeah, because because like I mean, obviously that's a conversation that's I have all day, every day with patients because they're like, what, what do you think this is? Like, what do I need to do? <laughs> blah blah blah. And I'm like, you need to have a stretching routine of about five to ten minutes yeah. and do it. Every That's day. It. Just do it every day. And there it you guys not, It is not a secret. There is not some like hidden thing that you have to do. It is literally just take accountability. Be consistent. Yes. That's what I was about to say. Like, <laughs> there you go. That consistency. Have, have a commitment to yourself. And this is one thing that I try to say on all, like bring into all the podcasts that I do. As I bring up the old saying that the I just say the road to happiness is narrow and few will find it and the road to destruction is wide with many distractions I always take that road as narrow to being simple as in yeah we just talked about today if, if you're focused and committed to being your absolute best self and getting away from the things that serve you there's nothing but happiness that can be in front of you but when we go for other people's opinion status well all this other distraction stuff I mean look at where your life is now we see where things go and so we totally. have the choice to take that and be that right like i mean if i just walk somebody through my morning routine none of it is none of it is spectacular none mm. of it's extraordinary it's just doing little things little yeah. simple things every single day yeah. because either <laughs> way, i tell you either way we do that like no matter what we choose to do we're going to do something that day so why not make it what you want it to be when I make it something that's going to be better for you moving forward, because that's going to be better for everybody else. And if we're all doing that, then what do we really have to worry about? Like all these distractions are not going to matter anymore because we're too focused on achieving the highest potential that we can possibly be. Totally. I, uh, Conor McGregor had some quote about it. Um, but to rephrase, well, I think he got asked, like he seen the like reporter was asking like you seem like you're like operating on like a different level you're being like super yes. productive or whatever and he was like everybody you know has these like fears and doubts and like things they aren't doing i just started doing those things that's it because like, that's what it is it's like the way you get rid of fear and doubt is taking action and you don't yeah. have time to think about the fear and the doubt yep and then i i've been so that's actually been one of my big ones for this week has been fear work i'm not gonna get too deep into a commitment episode sure but yeah with that, it's really just confronting your why. Because when every time I have anything that comes up to where it's like, nope, I don't want to do that. Or nope, I don't like that. My next question is, why don't I? Like, what is it? What power of me am I giving to this thing outside of me to say, you're greater than me, so I'm going to stay away from you? Yeah. And that's the one thing I've been doing. So it's been very beneficial. Just a, uh, 
a thing that clicked for me too. Well, one, the pandemic Two, find out I'm going to be a dad and three, just being committed anyway, but a big shift from, have you read uh, can't hurt me by David Goggins? I have not, but that sounds really, I've listened to his interviews all the time. You should definitely read can't hurt me by David Goggins. Oh, we'll it's a book. But one thing he talks about in the book is, you know, he doesn't give this example, but it's basically like, you know, how you have like the devil and the angel inside your head. You have two voices mm-hmm. inside your head. One yep. is comfort, one is comfort, one is discomfort. And he says, he's just like, one day I just consciously decided to stop lift, listening to the comfort one. Gotcha. So every morning I think about that truly every morning when my alarm goes off at five o'clock, does it serve me to get back in bed? Does it serve me to press snooze? Does it serve me to do any of that? Is that the person that I want to become? No, it's not. So I get up and that's it. And that's it. That's it's it. that simple. Like, it's like just making like, the conscious list, like, am I, am I where I want to be? Like, no, now, now literally dude, I, so yesterday, Saturday, yesterday, uh, I somehow shut off my alarm on Friday, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I just have one alarm at five. So I must have shut it off when I woke up on Friday morning. So yesterday morning, I woke up and I looked outside and I saw it was light out. (laughs) Shit, my alarming thoughts. So so I got up and over my phone, it was 6.30 and I was like upset. Yeah, dude, dude. I was like, oh my gosh, like I didn't get up at five, like this sucks. Now like my morning, like I don't even get to go, like this sucks. And I I literally was like in the shower yesterday morning, just like laughing. I was like, who am I? Like that is Exactly, dude. (laughs) It's funny because I did that one, one morning I woke up, I woke up at five and I was just like, you know what? I'm sleeping in today. Then I woke up at 6.30, like, well, time to start my day. And I realized, like, yo, before it would have taken me so much effort to get up at 6.30. And now that's yeah. sleeping in. And it's just like taking that control of your life just makes you to where you have this. I mean, your vibration's higher. Your frequency's higher. Like, people around you sense it. And it just feels good. And yeah. I want everybody to be in that. I would love for everybody to be in that place and try to surround myself with people who's in that place. Dude. Totally. Cause it is, it's just, just holding yourself accountable and being more disciplined with yourself. Again, the commitment, like we're talking about, and you become so much happier. You do. Like one of the books I finished reading a couple, couple weeks ago is called chop wood, carry water. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very simple book. One of my friends, he's a high school basketball coach. He had his like captains read it that year, or I think okay. he might have, I think he might have his captains read it every year. I'm not sure. But, um, the concept of the book is it's called chop wood, carry water, how to fall in love with the process of becoming great. And like, it's that it's, you know, yes, we all have goals. Yes. We all have things that we want to attain. We all have these big accolades that we want to find or whatever. But like, what's so fun is me getting up at five every day and just like fueling myself, fueling my fire and just like little by little doing it. It's like, I leave my house every morning so fulfilled and so happy because I'm giving to myself. And I know like I have these 5am to 9am hours of four hours every day where I get to just make myself happy so that I can give that to other people. And it's like such a cool thing. And I just wish more people would do it. Cause like really it is the secret is your morning routine. I mean, it it maybe not like it, if you have enough, if you have other time during the day that you can, but like it really is like every, every video you listen to, you know, self-development book podcast whatever and they all talk about et the hip-hop preacher everybody wants to be a beast until it's time to do a beast do exactly. <laughs> and, and it's w- like i would say one thing you just said with that with uh you know, i almost lost the thought <laughs> with the uh what was that what were you just saying you were just saying about i just had it and it's about to come back 
I'll just quit thinking about it. Then it'll come back. That's, that, that is a thing. That is that is a thing. No, you it's very, to, very big. You I have do. to just stop thinking about it. Um, you do. I don't even remember now. No, it's all good. It'll come back. But, okay. Here's this one. With the commitment aspect. Oh, giving to yourself in the morning, being fulfilled. There we go. All right, everything just flowed back to me now. So with that, <laughs> one thing that I thought about with that was a reason why we give ourselves to so many things outside of us. It's because we don't take that time to give ourselves that self-love that we need before we go out around all these other people doing whatever it is that has nothing to do with us. Yeah. And because we don't give ourselves to that, now we're out here looking for it outside of us to get this love, to get this affection, this gratification, this reassurance. And that's where that kind of just that trap cycle falls into where now you're going home. You feel good when you get home, but when you wake up in the morning, now you got to get that recharge again. You got to get it from outside of you. And if people aren't giving it to you, then you're going to be mad. And then when you're mad, everybody else around you is mad. And so it's just like that cycle of realizing that, hey, just love yourself. And then everybody's going to love you. Totally. And again, like I like I'll always go back to the obstacles of the way. Like you, you have control over more than you think. Yes. You know, when, when something happens to you during your day, you have control over how you react to that situation. You know, if someone that is like, you can tell they're super, you know, when I have a patient that comes in, they're 10 out of 10 pain, or, you know, maybe they're super skeptical of a chiropractor, or they're just like mad, negative energy person. I have control over that energy. I have control over that room. Like I yeah. can still respond. Like the, their ego wants my ego. Their meanness wants my meanness. Yeah. But you have control over that. You can change people. You can switch the energy in the room by just 100%. like being empathetic, being sympathetic. Like, and it's it's so powerful. That's been the coolest thing to see. Like working with patients, yeah, and, and opening to, their eyes up to that. Being able to feel people. Like when you can tell people stuff about themselves that they haven't told you, and they're just like, "You get me." It's like I just feel you because we're energy. And that was something that was something that I changed actually during the pandemic. So I was getting busy enough to where I started shortening my new patient visit and my second visit. So like what we call a new patient visit and your report of findings is like your first and second visit with a patient. Mm -hmm. And I started shortening them to 30 minutes and then 15. So a regular appointment's 15. So when this pandemic started, I just had this kind of revelation. Cause I mean, our, our patient base did go down a little bit. Yeah. I was like, you know, I need to, I need to, feed my current patient base more than I have been because I think that if I was doing that before this all happened I wouldn't have had as big of a drop off when this all hit you know like it's kind of bounced back already but if I was feeding people and fueling people and educating people better before this wouldn't have happened as bad I mean obviously you can't control a pandemic like stuff's gonna happen but so I actually changed my new patient back to 45 minutes and my second visit back to 30 minutes just so I can sit down with people on their first and second visit and just like be able to go into all of that. You know, how yeah. much water, how much water are you drinking in a day? Like, do you take any supplements? Like what's your diet? Like, what are you, 100%. what are you stressed about? And even when they're telling me they're stressed and be like, you know, personally, here's what I do. Yeah. And like actually generally sitting down with somebody, not even being doctor patient, just being human to human and being like, Hey, you seem super stressed. You're talking about how you're emotionally stressed. You talk about how you have insomnia. You talk about nervousness. You know, I'm not going to care. I'm not going to necessarily, I try not, I try to be super conscious of like the words that I'm using and stuff that I'm addressing. Mm -hmm. But like, here's something that works for me whenever I feel these things. And that's been definitely a huge shift in 
how people are responding, how I'm like retaining more patients, how I'm having better conversations, how you can just tell like people's energy is different, which is cool. Definitely. And I would say, so for me, one thing in my life that I learned a lot about was lack. I learned a lot about lack and like not having growing up. And I realized that messed with my association of money. And I really got to learn about money and different things like that or success and wealth and those things. Then when I, I forgot if it was Tony Robbins or somebody, but then they were like, your monetary value is a direct correlation to the value that you add to other people's lives. And I was just yeah. like, there it is. Yeah. That's it. Okay, cool. Got it. A hundred percent, dude. Could not agree with that more. That's a, that's been a big, uh, that's probably been my main focus recently, actually through this pandemic is okay. money, money and finances. Just because again, like the majority of people that will probably be listening to this, you know, I grew up middle-class, yeah. you know, I grew up in a town of 2000 people. I, you know, we, we didn't have, I mean, we always had food on the table, but I wasn't around wealthy people like I am now. I wasn't having conversations with people that have multi-million dollars in assets and stuff like that. I wasn't having conversations with those type of people. I wasn't around that. So I have a ton of self-limiting beliefs of, you know, do I want to be a millionaire? Do I want to be a multimillionaire? Of course. But do you believe it? Exactly. Do you feel that? Can you harness that feeling? What does that feeling feel like when you have that? Does that even change? Do you feel differently? Should you feel differently? You shouldn't feel differently. Honestly, you should be just as happy and fulfilled now, no matter what's in your bank account. But do you believe it? Do you believe you can? Because that's, that's a lot of it. What it's just like, you don't, for whatever reason, you know, you don't believe that you can because you're not around it. You've never been, you've never experienced it. You only know it from how you've been taught it. And it's been, oh, well, we can't do this or can't do that or can't have this and can't have that. So all you know is can. So everything else, that's why all these offers and stuff seem too good to be true or this and that, because we like, nope, and my whole life never got that. So if it's popping up now, it's not real. Right. And it's like, dude, we live in literally the easiest time in the history of the world to be wealthy. Yep. Not not even just wealthy in terms of financially, wealthy mm-hmm. in all aspects of life. We have every bit of information at our fingertips. That you would ever need. Any anybody that is wealthy, Tony Rob, well, Tony Robbins, like anybody. The information is out there. Like you yeah. literally just have to read and find it. Like yeah. that's it. Hundred <laughs> percent. Get out of which that is, victim which mentality. Is like, which is like so cool to think about. It's like, no, you just got to like read the information, find it and implement. And then, yeah, you're probably going to fail, but eventually it's going to be okay. Yeah. And I, and see one of my uh, writings that I did recently, I got rid of the word failure and changed it with learning. Cause I just realized like, yo, if I'm an eternal student, there is no point that I will ever feel less than anything that I am because my goal is to just learn forever. Like that's it. Totally. Like, that's all I'm going to do for the rest of my time in this carnation is I'm just going to learn. Like there's nothing else yeah. for me to do. That's it. Completely agreed. Yeah. No well, such thing as losing anymore. It's learning. Exactly. That's it. That's all I'm doing. Cause if I didn't get my goal or whatever it was I was trying to do, then I learned one way not to do that ever again. And then I get to go do it again. <laughs> yeah. And then I get to tell somebody, Hey, I've tried it this way. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but this is how it worked out for me. So now I get to help the person next. Yeah. I love it. Great. Dude, we're, in, we're in some good uh, <laughs> nuggets on this one. <laughs> I, know. So I, heard thing, I was like, man, I'm so glad we're recording this. <laughs> well, man, that is about it for today. I don't have any more questions. Um, at this time, I would like you to take some time, shout your practice out, Instagram, all that. Anything you want to tell us that you have going on, feel free. Yeah. Uh, all social media is Dr. Jordan Burns. That's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. 
TikTok, Twitter. He's everywhere. Awesome. Yeah. Um, office is Pro Wellness Chiropractic in Fishers, Indiana. So if you're listening to this, if you're in Indiana, let me know. If not, I actually just put a link to uh, a telehealth thing in my bio on my Instagram page. If so, because I figure, like again, through the pandemic, okay. being able to serve and help people even if they're not in Indiana. Hundred percent. Appreciate it, man. Well, I appreciate you joining today. I'm yeah, this is awesome. Back here again. Yeah. <laughs> probably have some personal conversations between <laughs> now and then <laughs> yeah i want to talk i want to talk more about the nutrition so i do definitely, definitely all right cool man. brother thanks for having me on oh always always all right guys thank you for tuning in until next time this is appreciate life my name is nick aka at underscore three ebm I appreciate you tuning in to another episode of the Balance Period Podcast. If there was anything from today's episode that you feel added value to your life, all I ask is that you share it. You can find a shareable link to this podcast on our social media platforms. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, our handle is at Balance Period. Once again, thanks for tuning in. And remember, be aware, be accountable and appreciate life. Peace.